It's sort of forced happiness, yeah. though. Right. You will be I, happy. Yes, exactly. You will like the pool. Yeah. Yes, you will enjoy grandmas. And they're kind of going, no, I won't. Welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling parenting book, The Child Whisper. I'm with my co-host, Ann Tuttle Brown. I have a type 2 six-year-old son. I would like tips on how to get him to stop being so negative. In almost every scenario, my son is ready to believe the worst. Every comment, even silly comments from his type 1 younger sister, are cause for his feelings to become hurt. In turn, my type 1 daughter will get louder to try and lighten things up. This just makes things worse. How do I help him choose to see the good in the world around him? I love this question because we're in a world where it's easy to get focused on what's not working, what's wrong, what to feel bad about. You know, it's just a constant stream of our most popular media news is what's there to feel good about. And so a parent, I think, needs to look at where are they learning this? Why have they become focused on that, which is sort of the downer side of life? So kind of take it as a clue. Yeah, well, I'd be curious, okay, how am I talking? (laughs) What am I saying? What's my response to things? Are they learning this from me? You have to consider as a six-year-old child. They're not very old. A lot of this is um, parental modeling in cases that you aren't aware of your own habit. Or maybe even certain shows they're watching. Yeah. Or maybe friends they're around. I mean, those are all things to consider. Yeah, that I think also a clue to a larger stress is are these negative comments just kind of surface level things? And it really, is there something deeper more, going yeah, on deeper that, going that, on. that it's unsettling to them? So again, yeah, what do you model for your children? Clue to a larger stress in their life. And this is the one, the one tip I love in this segment is how are you handling this? Because there's most often a parent will say what if their child is pessimistic? Stop being so negative. Yeah, they'll correct them. Stop being so negative. Now think about that. Okay, well, what do I replace that with? You're telling me to stop something? But there's not any offering of what to do instead. And there's no validation either. No, those are my feelings. It's dismissive. It's dismissive. And there's no tool, no guide, no coaching of let's approach it this way. Let's, uh, we're dealing with again a behavior modification strategy that just by telling one to stop something doesn't give them any support for creating something else. Something I see a lot too is when a child says something negative, like, Let's just take, for example, I don't want to go to grandma's. Yes, you do. You love grandma. It's yeah. You counter it. Like, I see this time and time again where, like, there's no validation given to any of those feelings. And it's like, okay, like, why is the parent saying that way? So, because maybe they know from past experience, once they get to grandma's, they know everything's fine and they warm up, you know. Or two, like, fear of actually thinking, my child doesn't want to go see their grandma and they don't want to face those feelings as the parent, but... I see this all the time. Like, I don't want to get in the pool. I don't want to go swimming lessons. No, you're going to be fine. It'll be fun. Like, what does a child do with that? You know? And so validate, (laughs) validate, validate. I have seen this and I kind of, I learned about this and I was, I didn't, didn't, you don't realize you're doing it. And I've given that. You're wanting again to just switch. You want your child to switch gears. As a parent, you are a fixer, you know, like you, you want your kids to be happy. You don't want them to be sad and scared. You want them to be happy and at peace. And so you want to fix the problem. Naturally, I think that's a good 
that's it's sort of forced happiness yeah. though. Right. You will be I, happy. Yes, exactly. You will like the pool. Yeah. Yes, you will enjoy grandma's. And they're kind of going, no, I won't. Yeah, I think. And so <laughs> I've practiced this with my own daughter many times and been able to like, if she has feelings and I, in my mind, I'm thinking like, those aren't even founded. Like you're going to be fine. If I validate her feelings, it takes care of itself. So validate. Rather than say, stop being so negative or yes, you will. This is what you're going to be experiencing. The first thing to ask is, why don't you like that? Or tell me why you feel that way. Be really interested in learning. It'd be interesting to know why the six-year-old be curious to learn more rather than just wanting to fix it right away Mm -hmm. and correct it. This phrase is a really handy one in your parenting toolbox. Tell me more. Tell Mm -hmm. me why. Tell me more. And you just listen. Yeah, if they're saying complaining about getting in the pool or they're being negative about something that you're going to grandma's, why don't you want to do that? Then let them answer. Second, I would then say, well, what do you want instead? What do you want instead? Well, let's see. What th- I'd be curious to know what they come up with. What if, if you don't want this, what do you want? That's not, you're not agreeing to it. You are not saying yes to anything. You're investigating. You're allowing. You're wanting to get more information. And these statements in and of themselves are so validating when we're validated for how we feel, how much more agreeable do we become? I yeah, mean, even it, as adults, mm-hmm. it's you the say, case. No, you're going to be fine. I think the child just gets more defensive about where they're in their feelings and say, no, I'm not fine. This is how I feel. But if you validate, they're like, huh. And then they just kind of like the walls are down and it's like more peaceable. And so yeah, tell- they might be saying, I don't want to go to grandma's because maybe it's type four child and they don't want to feel forced to kiss their grandma every time. <laughs> There's something going on. Mm-hmm that you want to get to and then be able to support them with. Okay, well, what do you want instead? And the third step in this process is, okay, well, let's talk about that and focus on creating that. And with reasonable, you know, coming to kind of the middle ground that maybe what they want you know isn't reasonable well, or they don't understand the bigger picture. You can even rephrase that last question if you were to say, what do you want? What do you want said? Well, I don't want to go to grandma's. Well, we're going to grandma's. What do you want to experience at grandma's? What would make it a really great experience at grandma's? That I got to do this or that. Okay, well, let's focus on that. And so mm-hmm. you're, you're rather than just washing it aside, I'm not going to talk about your feelings, you're creating something. And this is what you teach mm-hmm. in all that you do is focusing on what you want to create. And I think it, that's such a good tool to teach a child because then as they these feelings come up for them, mm-hmm. they can remember to respond to themselves this way. They can have mm-hmm. self-validation. They can focus on what they want. My new book, Mastering Affluence, is the parent's manual to yeah. learn how to <laughs> do this for yourself that you then easily bring into your parenting experience because when you're doing it internally with your own mind, it's real easy to then support a child in learning to think this way, how to manage and navigate their experience with, well, if I focus on what I don't want, I'm going to create more of that. And so I do want to feel validated for what I'm feeling because I'm uncomfortable about something. And then I can focus on what I want. And the thing that uh, I think is interesting is this probably in a lot of ways for a six-year-old become a habit. It gets them attention. If you're correcting a lot, that's still attention. You're giving attention to a child in a negative way. Children will take that over nothing any day. 
I think, too, if you're getting, like, an opposite response, if this strategy isn't working out, the child's still in that negative, you can, you know, just say, well, I'm going to choose to focus on this, and I'm going to move forward, and you're welcome to join me or not. You still have to give the kid the option if they're still throwing a fit and they don't like the way you respond, but I think just continue to make that your response, and they'll say, oh, okay, this is the new way of doing things. Mm-hmm. Be consistent in this this approach. I have a story of when I used this with my six-year-old just recently. She was feeling nervous about going back to school. And she's saying, oh, it'll be fine. You'll be able to see your friends again or this or that. I just said, tell me more. Why don't you like that? And she shared that she was just feeling nervous about being back in the schedule all day or being with friends again, seeing people she hadn't seen in a long time. It gave me an opportunity to notice what was going on for her. And I said, well, what do you want instead? I want to have fun. I want to... Um, be excited and so I said okay let's focus on that it was a really easy switch it was a one minute conversation but it was able for and she got this big smile on her face and was like okay cool we can do that I even did it with my two-year-old he was I have how many parents do this where your kid is crying and you're just like I don't even want to like figure this out and so he was just crying for like five minutes straight (laughs) I just was like moving through the motions getting him in his pajamas and I finally was like what is wrong Sam how can we make this better and he told me, he's like, I want to watch a show because his sister was downstairs watching his show. Oh. And so I finally talked to him about it. And I was like, oh, that's what's going on. Let him put voice to it. And I just said, well, you're going to bed now. You can watch one in the morning. And it was just that's kind of a smaller example of this used. But I just communication, 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 and yeah. then validation. Yeah. So I was able to see, OK, I'm validating you're feeling sad. Tell me why. OK, here's a here's what we can do to make it better. And that's how you turn a pessimistic child into an optimistic child, by what you just said. Because once someone is heard and validated and you've received and given them empathy, which does not, it takes more time ongoing in the bigger scheme of things to keep correcting. It takes more energy. It creates more frustration. And so you'll actually apply less effort to this as it becomes a common communication style in your parent-child communication. It really takes away a ton of stress to be able to communicate like this. Yeah, you want to be a coach as a parent, not a correction officer. (laughs) That's right. You're coaching your child, and you're coaching yourself at the same time, which I think is a supportive um, energy for the whole family. You choose to be proactive about your life rather than feel powerless to it. And you feel more optimistic when you feel you have choices and you're proactive with opportunity. You feel pessimistic when you feel powerless and you're a victim of the world. And children, in a way, are, you know, they easily can feel uh, like they're victimized and powerless when you say things like, no, you don't. You don't feel that way. Or it's going to be okay. Like, get over it. Because it's like, I have no rights here. So you really want to give your children that opportunity to express themselves. And don't be surprised when they come right back at you with this That's right. <laughs> response and what say, Mom, instead? what do you want instead? <laughs> That's awesome. You know you're really, really succeeding as a parent when your child starts using the same strategies with you, which happened in my world. That's right. It was fabulous. You feel a little like, uh, when they do it, but then you're going, this is working. Look, it's sticking. They're giving me this coaching. They're coaching me. How to create an optimistic family. So your parenting practice for this week is instead of correcting, coach with these three steps. Number one, respond, why don't you like that? Number two, ask the child, what do you want instead? 
And then number three, let's put our focus on that. Pretty easy. I think it would be fun for parents to apply this. So I guarantee you'll have an opportunity this week. I see you succeeding. <laughs> Thanks for listening. For more support, go to thechildwhisper.com where you can purchase the book, subscribe to our weekly parenting practice email, and find a transcription and audio of the Child Whisper podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you for leaving a review. If you have a parenting question, please send it to parenting at liveyourtruth.com.